0: Welcome to this episode of Hip Hop History. This is going to be another beef episode, another GOAT beef episode. This artist has been enthralled in beefs almost from the moment he arrived in the game. He may also be involved in the most beefs all time, not only with other rappers, but pop stars and anyone who was in his crosshairs. This is not really a surprise if you know his background as a battle rapper. This week we get into Marshall Mathers aka Slim Shady aka Eminem. Let's get started with one of his softer beefs and build from there. Let's get started with one of his softer beefs and build from there. After Eminem married longtime girlfriend Kim in 1999 in a secret ceremony, Christina Aguilera leaked the information during her MTV special What A Girl Wants and also warned women about the consequences of physical abuse in relationships. M didn't take too kindly to her spilling the beans, so he aired his frustrations on The Real Slim Shady saying, Little bitch put me on blast on MTV. Yeah, he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim. (laughs) To download audio on MP3 And show the whole world how you gave M-N-N-B-D. Aguilera and her team dismissed the song's claims That the singer had been romantically involved with Eminem Before Aguilera responded with her own diss record Reveal Real Slim Shady, Please Shut Up the pair were said to have made up after hugging it out backstage of the 2002 MTV VMAs, but in 2018, Eminem released Kickoff, a 10-minute freestyle that built fun at Aguilera, amongst others. Let's jump into a more modern-day beef, which started by a tweet that Machine Gun Kelly sent in 2012 where he referred to M's daughter, daughter Haley Jade as quote-unquote, hot as fuck. Kelly later claimed that he was banned from appearing on Eminem's Shade 4-5 radio station. He brought up the ban in a 2017 LA Leakers freestyle and fired off a subliminal shot on technology No Reason the Mosh song, before Eminem hit back with a few jabs on not life M.G.K. responded with Rap Devil, attacking Eminem on all fronts, picking apart his character, his legacy, and his age. Eleven days later, Eminem came back with Killshot, an equal lyrical so assault, huh? as well as calling the Cleveland spitter a mumble rapper. He laughs at his man bun, labels him a stand, and even brings up M.G.K.'s ex-girlfriend. to burn it in front of you, Younger me, you whack me. It's funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. M.G.K. threw a few more light jabs but on unaccommodating a track taken from his 2020 surprise album music to be murdered by eminem said that he was moving on from the beef mck has also moved on from this beef and in his mind and many others he was the victor said to have started with eminem failed to acknowledge everlast after the two passed each other in hotel lobby everlast took a shot at M and his daughter Haley jade in a guest verse on dilated people's eardrums pop remix M responded with i remember which eulogized everlast's career and life while poking fun at his whitey four persona and acoustic blues guitar style. Everlast hit back again with Whitey's Revenge and then Eminem fired off probably one of the most brutal disses to date with Quitter, which switches up the beat halfway through in a nod to Tupac's Hit him Up. The pair officially ended their feud in 2014 when they both appeared on Busta Rhymes' record, Calm Down. This was started in the mid-1990s when Eminem was handing out flyers for an EP release party he was hosting. As a marketing employee, he printed that the Insane Clown Posse would maybe be performing as special guests even though he hadn't asked them to appear. He later approached Violent J about appearing, but he declined the invitation. After the interaction, M released a series of diss records including Till Hell Freezes Over, Fuck ICP, Buy My CD. ICP responded by attacking M's Slim Shady Alter Ego with Slim Anus. M fired back on Marshall Mathers and claimed that he and D-12 chased ICP out of a Detroit nightclub and fired paintballs at their truck as they drove off, which was something the duo refuted on Ain't nothing But a Bitch Thing. This beef was eventually squashed by D-12's proof before his death in 2006, RIP Proof. This one started when M refused to speak to Benzino backstage at an event after The Source only gave his album, The Eminem Show, 4 out of 5 stars. Benzino then took a shot at Eminem during a freestyle on Hot 97 and followed it up with the record Pull Your Skirt Up, responding with not one but three disc records, M Drop, Invasion, The Realist, The Sauce, and Nail in the Coffin. Hitting back with Better Lose Yourself, a parody of M's Lose Yourself, Benzino threatened not only the life of M, but also his daughter, Haley Jade. And as you may know by now, M does not take too kindly to his daughter being mentioned. Eminem fired back with a string of records, Go To Sleep featuring Obi Trice and DMX, Bully and Do Re Mi Haley's Revenge. M then stepped back from dissing Benzino, but the Boston rapper wasn't ready to stop, getting his hands on a tape featuring what was claimed to be two old M records where he used racial slurs and degrades black women. Benzino and the source held a press conference to share the recordings, an unnamed freestyle, and a song called Foolish Pride, the latter being the only one Eminem acknowledged as his. He addressed the disturbing lyrics and apologized. M said that they came out of anger, stupidity, and frustration when he was a teenager. Will Smith won the award for best male video at the 1999 MTV VMAs, beating Eminem. In his acceptance speech, he pointed out that he didn't need to use profanity or threaten people in order to sell records. M felt that that comment was aimed at him and Dr. Dre, so on the real Slim Shady, M said, Smith don't gotta cuss in his to sell records, well I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. You think I give a damn Smith responded on Mr. Nice Guy an entire five years later. But this is by Eminem well just get another 20 mil walk right past me i'm a nice guy according to dj jazzy jeff something smith said to M before he signed to aftermath might have been the root of the animosity the bad boys actor walked in on jeff and m during a recording session in philadelphia jeff played in m's just the two of us which was later renamed 97 bonnie and Clyde." offering some blunt feedback smith told M, you're either going to be the biggest flop in hip-hop or you're going to be the biggest thing that we've ever seen in hip-hop jeff believes that eminem never forgot that Early on in his career, Eminem made several references to an alleged relationship he had with Mariah Carey. She denied it during an interview with Larry King, saying she hung out with the rapper and spoke to him a total of four times. Eminem responded on the anger management tool by playing the crowd voicemails that Mariah had allegedly left him. Then on Jimmy Crack Corn, he rapped. Minds on us like on Mariah. And Carey then released Obsessed. She claims the track isn't about the rapper, but the video featured a male stalker that looked exactly like Eminem. M then released the warning. And in 2019, M revisited this beef with Carrie on the Fat Joe and Dre track Lord Above, featuring Mary J. Blige. On the track, M spits, I know me and Mariah didn't end on a high note. But that other dude's whip, that pussy got him neutered. Which led to his next beef, which was inherited by marriage. Shady's beef with Nick Cannon began when he responded to some lines on M's bagpipes from Baghdad. Cannon pinned a since-deleted Tumblr post where he told the Detroit legend that he was taking full action. Things appeared to simmer down until Cannon brought the beef back up again on an episode of T.I.'s Expeditiously podcast an entire 10 years later. Triggering a response, M went at Cannon on Fat Joe and Dre's Lord Above telling him he wasn't going to do shit and calling Carrie a nut job. Cannon hit back with The Invitation, a song that claimed Eminem paid off a limo driver not to disclose a video of him giving him fellatio. Addressing the accusation, M tweeted, You mad, bro? Stop lying on my dick. I never even had a chauffeur, Are you bougie fuck. Before demanding an apology from the Teen Nick boss. Cannon fired off three more tracks, including The Invitation Cancelled, on which he sampled Eminem's controversial Foolish Pride track, and Pray For Him, The Invitation. Eminem never responded. Once friends, the beef between M and Limp Bizkit came as a result of something DJ Lethal said about M's beef with his former House of Pain bandmate Everlast. During a visit on MTV, Lethal commented on the pair's war of words and said that if things were to get physical, then Everlast would come out as the victor. Not taking too kindly to Lethal's comments, Eminem released Girls, a blistering diss track taking aim at Lethal, Everlast, and Fred Durst. Appearing on D12's Devil's Night album, Girls hears M talk about swinging on Lethal, how Durst is corny and he calls out Limp Bizkit for choosing not to appear on on his Everlast diss record. The beef didn't escalate any further, but neither party acknowledged it was officially over. However, Durst did later take to Twitter to praise M's recovery album. We were first made aware of Eminem's disdain for his mother, Debbie, on his breakout single, My Name Is. In September 1999, she filed a lawsuit claiming that he slandered her and was seeking $10 million in damages. M continued to call her out on his 2000 album, The Marshall Mathers LP. She responded by dropping a couple of songs Songs of her own with the unknown rap duo IDX. Roll Marshall Mathers, please stand up and take responsibility for his actions. She asked on Dear Marshall, an open letter to Eminem. In August 2001, Mathers Briggs' lawsuit resulted in a settlement of $25,000. She received just $1,600 of that after the judge ruled that $23,354.25 to go to her lawyer. Eminem was quick to address settlement on Without Me. Just then came the unforgiving cleaning out my closet where M portrays Mathis Briggs as a pill popper, abuser, and opportunist. Say hey, you try to take what you didn't help me to get You selfish bitch, I hope you fucking burn in hell for this shit. Appearing to call a truce in 2013, M paid tribute to his mother on Headlight. I don't hate you, cause mom, you're still beautiful to me, cause you're my mom. M M adopted his next beef with Ja Rule because of his relationship with 50 Cent. The first time Ja went at M was via his family on Loose Change. M, you claim your mother's a crackhead and Kim is a known slut. So what's Ellie gonna be when she grows up? We're gonna take a short ad break here and get right back to the show. Thank you for listening to that ad. Now back to the show. Hopping straight in the studio, Eminem recorded a series of diss records going at Ja, including Do Re Mi, Haley's Revenge, which he also aimed at Benzino, and the remix of Tupac's Hail Mary with 50 Cent and Busta Rhymes. The Murder Inc. rapper hit back with a series of his own records, the biggest being Clap Back, which hears him compare Eminem to Al Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden. Eminem responded with a few more tracks, most notably Go to Sleep from the Cradle to the Grave soundtrack, but he eventually called time on the beef in 2004 on the song Toy Soldiers. Eminem largely fell back on his beef, but it continued continues with John 50, not just on record, but online. Starting in the late 90s after originally sharing a mutual respect for one another, things changed between Eminem and Cannabis after LL Cool J dissed Bus on the track The Ripper Strikes Back. Cannabis accused M of ghostwriting the LL Cool J record, but when M denied it, Cannabis said he didn't believe him. A lyrical back and forth ensued between the two rappers, kicked off by M on Role Model. What followed was a series of concept disses from Cannabis rapping from the perspective of Eminem's character Stan, the most brutal song being You Didn't Care, M hit back with a several subliminal Scattered throughout the Eminem show, but the most vicious disc came when he dropped Can I Bitch? this M then took a step back from the beef while cannabis continued his assault, which included the track, Airstrike, Killer, where he allegedly included verses from members of D12 without their knowledge. He denies it was done without their participation. Soon after, this beef fizzled out. M's beef with Jermaine Dupri was inherited from Dr. Dre. In a XXL magazine, Dupri claimed he was better producer than Dre and Timbaland. The NWA co-founder didn't take too kindly to JD's words and proceeded to call him out on end, say what you say. Dupri responded with JD's reply, jacking for beef on which he accused Dr Dre of not doing half the work in the studio that he says he does on the track's final verse JD turns his attention to Eminem rapping hey, hey, man, I left you out keep deliberately keep it a Eminem jabbed back on his cannabis disc, Can I Bitch, before extending his lyrical tirade to a DJ K Slave freestyle with Exhibit. They with JD till the day Dre me that it's okay to stop him. On JD's reply, Dupree said he would come back at Eminem harder if he responded. But he responded to either M, Dre, or Exhibit. Lord Jamar claimed in a TV interview that white rappers are a guest in the house of hip-hop and not really part of the culture. Then he started to take issue with Eminem specifically saying that he didn't think he was anywhere near the top Of the list when it came to the best MC. M appeared to respond with a cryptic tweet that read, People think they want this problem till they get it. Jamar seemingly replied with a tweet of his own saying, Every problem has a solution. On his 2020 album, Music to be Murdered by, Eminem called Lord Jamar the weakest link in Brand Nubian on I Will. Following the release, in an interview with King Crook, Eminem said that he is a guest in hip-hop. Jamar claimed victory, tweeting, This shit is case closed. Now altogether repeated after me. White people are guests in the house of hip-hop that black people built. Charlamagne trashed Eminem's revival album and his BET hip hop award cypher. The Detroit rapper fired back at the radio host on his kamikaze album saying, Bring Charlamagne, anyway. say. the Charlamagne's regular segment where he gives a critique of those whose actions he didn't agree with. On fall, M went at him again with M and M fired his last shot on The Breakfast Club host on Conway the Machine's Bang. In the last few lines on the record, M spits Charlemagne took this one in stride just like he does any lyrical assault that comes his way. Once teamed together on Tommy Boy Records under the name of Bad Needs Evil, the M and Royce beef started on DJ Butter's track Don't Try This At Home, which was a compilation of D12 and D-Elite, and the song Bizarre of D12 diss Royce. After hearing this, Royce wrote a diss record mainly to Bizarre called Shit On You, obviously over the beat of D12's Shit On You, but never released it as he didn't want to start a feud with D12. After a while, Eminem and Royce were starting to part ways and not talking so much. In an interview, Royce was asked, who do you think is ruining rap right now, or who would you say is whack or want to start a beef with anytime soon? To this, Royce replied D12, and calling them the worst fucking rap group ever. D12 heard this remark and considered it a challenge. At the 50 Cent release party in Detroit, D12 had recorded a mixtape to give out for free to hardcore fans. The first track was titled Smackdown and started the CD with the Royce interview in which he called them out. The track went into a full-out diss record over the beat of 50 Cent's "Back Down." However, Eminem did not appear on any of these D12 tracks. After hearing this, Royce went to his local radio station for an interview claiming he's going to be coming much harder. While there, they played at the time the unheard shit on you disses to Bizarre. Over the next few days, Royce lived up to his word and released three tracks, Malcolm X, which was a diss to all of D12, What We Do, also a diss to D12, and finally, We Ridin', a full track directed straight towards Eminem, each track coming harder than the last. Although We Ridin' is a track directed at Eminem, it is not a full force diss track. It is merely Royce's feelings about Eminem put on wax. After these tracks, D12 had clearly been shown up. Proof, being the ringleader of D12, did a remake of 50 Cent's Minimin. The track was seen as a bad attempt. Shortly after, Proof returned again with his Detroit group and recorded a much harder diss track titled, The Beef Is Over. This was the last diss record. After all this, Royce and Proof were still exchanging threats but decided to end it for good by meeting in Detroit, just the two of them. When they met up, Royce and Proof began fighting and were both arrested for carrying a weapon. They both spent a night in the cell together and had a chance to talk it through and solved the beef there that night. Obviously, Eminem and Royce patched things up as they have restarted their group, Bad Meets Evil, releasing an album. There was also a beef with Joe Budden that you can hear about on Episode 10, The Joe Beef episode. Minor feuds included Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Diddy, J.Lo, Amy Winehouse, Lena Del Rey, NSYNC, Moby, Shug Knight, Nelly, Vanilla Ice, Milkbone, and Cage. He also went at political figures such as George W. Bush, Tipper Gore, the FCC. Hillary Clinton, Sarah Palin, Mike Pence, Ann Coulter, and Donald Trump, just to name a few. Eminem's career nearly spans 30 years, and he is considered one of the best lyricists in the game. There are not many people who don't know who Eminem is. Before his first album, he was a battle rapper, which inherently means verbal confrontation, and he was still beefing with people in 2019. You can't talk bad about Eminem without a response, and you shouldn't dare speak of his daughter or expect a different level of Eminem, one that will end your career with the quickness. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hip Hop History. share with your friend like and subscribe and if possible please leave a review it truly does help thank you